0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are through to the Europa League last 32 in dramatic fashion After losing at home to Salzburg Rangers couldn't get the win they needed and crash out in Vienna And Hearts are aiming to go second when they face Livingston tonight I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this evening Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans In football, as in life itself You need to take your breaks when they come along and be grateful for them Celtic were very poor last night against RB Salzburg But they're into the last 32 of the Europa League Rangers were better than Rapid Vienna But fate turned a blind eye on them And they couldn't do enough to help themselves Now it's all about the aftermath And how injury and morale affects domestic issues The drama never ends <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an incredible night last night I think Rangers still ruined that chance That hit the bar from goals And could have changed the whole thing mm. Probably the turning point in the game But they never really created an awful lot of chances Rangers, you know, they, they fought hard I don't know if it was the pitch There was so much spoken about the pitch But both sides couldn't play on it Because both sides were giving the ball away very cheaply oh. At times in the game But, you know, it's one of these things that They went for it and eventually got caught out in the end And lost a late goal So... I don't think that was the game that put them out. I think the two games against Spartak were the games because the other two teams beat them. Mm. You know, two points of Rangers took one out of six. So that's where it lies. And they should have beaten them at Ibrox and should have taken something away from them. But it's all ifs, buts and maybes. All they can do now is concentrate on the Scottish Cup and, of course, the league. And what a dramatic way for Celtic to clinch their qualification here. Mm. I mean, obviously, the, the good work was clearly done earlier in the campaign. That's how you end up with the nine points that see you through. Um, but wow, it, it, just when it looked like they well, were heading out, no one's giving Rosenborg a chance. Up pops uh, Tor Reginison, who was uh, Celtic's best player last night. I thought Celtic looked uh, completely intimidated and overawed by both the occasion and the opposition. I thought collectively and individually they were very poor. I'm not blaming Craig Gordon. These things happen to goalkeepers. It At the time, seemed like a disastrous climax to the match and to the group. But if you cast your mind back to the Champions League final, where Carrison, the Liverpool goal, has a similar blunder, and to the World Cup final itself, where Hugo Lloris, the French goalkeeper, has a terrible blunder, these things happen to goalkeepers. Gordon has been magnificent mm-hmm. for Celtic, so... I'm not blaming him, but consider the circumstances. Brendan Rodgers himself, who said after the match that the best team won, he admitted to looking at the crowd leaving the ground because they believed in their heart of hearts it was all over for Celtic. And then 1,000 miles away, a man you'd never heard of, whose name you did very well to pronounce, turns up with a goal and Celtic are back in the competition. Almost a surreal ending to events. Derek Johnson, how... point that Rosenberg won as well. You know, in four minutes from time, and what a saviour that was for Celtic. What's the overall feeling about Rangers' campaign then? Is there a sense of of pride even getting that far? And then how much of the thought process will be that it was a missed opportunity, having seen the other teams in the group, having played against them, and, you know, and, and, and perhaps thinking, you know what, 
we could have got through that group You know I, I agree with that I think it is a missed opportunity I, I think they were unlucky The two games against Sparta it Should have taken more points off of them And even last night I thought I thought they were very bold last night Never created as much as I thought they would But they had a couple of good chances The header obviously hit the bar And Tavernier's shot in the second half The keepers had a good save to a bit you know, I, I, I think Austria were decent, but they were nothing special. They're 25 points behind Salzburg, yeah. Salzburg you know, in, in that league. So, you know, it was a disappointment. But, you know, all I would say to the Rangers fans, and, and there's a few of them online today having a dig at the manager and the team and everything else. What, what I would say to them was, you know, 12 months ago, what were Rangers doing? Oh. You know, progress, they were out of Europe, you know, 12 points behind Celtic in the league, there or thereabouts, you know. They've come on leaps and bounds. It now gives it now gives the manager a chance to work with the players all week mm. instead of having to prepare for European game. I know they'd still rather be in Europe, of course they would, but they're out. So they've got to concentrate now on the Scottish Cup and, and the, 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 the championship. So they're they're gonna to have to, you know, work hard now at players. He's got to find out what his best team is, find out the ones that are going to roll up their sleeves. You know, in the games And all that I think will come out in the next couple of weeks We're going to hear from both Brendan Rodgers and Stephen Gerrard But perhaps more importantly We want to hear from you So give us a call 0141-951-1025 And if you would rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB Contrasting fortunes last night What did you make of the game? What did you make of the European campaigns as a whole? Let us know 0141-951-1025 Brendan Rodgers quite simply says His players deserve to take their place in the last 32 The Hoops boss admitted they were rightfully beaten last night but says still it's a huge achievement a huge congratulations to my players I think this campaign was over the course of six games so to finish in a really really tough group with nine points and uh, and qualify uh, is a huge achievement of course the, the game tonight you know, the best team won Salzburg were, were, were very good dynamic sharp you know got some really really good players um, we, we, we didn't play well but, but what we've shown over the course of the six games is that we, we can play well and we've played well in enough of the games to get the, uh, to get the points in, in what was a very, very tough group. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm so happy for, for the players for, you know, there's so many games that they're playing and having to step up and to get that reward at the end of it and qualify is it's, it's a great achievement for them. Celtic are the last club standing from Scotland in the European competition and therefore yes it's a very good result for Scottish football or a very good sequence of results for Scottish football given that it's the, the Rosenberg result which in effect put Celtic through uh, it will be very interesting for the Celtic supporters to look forward to the draw on Monday uh, but Brendan Rodgers' assessment was an accurate one the better team won last night and that was uh, Salzburg but football's a wonderful game for twists and turns of fate You know you, We can look back on League campaigns here That have Changed dramatically On the final day of the season And then At Celtic Park last night We had the Celtic supporters Leaving the ground Believing it was all over And then that Moment where The crowd Starts to roar Because of something That happened a thousand miles away You know, you know the, the strange thing was Both sets of Fan, uh, players were delighted with them. They went over to yeah. their own fan, delighted. Yeah. So when win qualifies, yeah, absolutely. Them, yeah. uh, right, we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard, but let's first speak to Brian, who's a Celtic fan in Tullybody. Sum up what it was like to be a Celtic fan last night, Brian. Well, if you say Tory Rajunison really quickly, it sounds like <laughs> Albert Kidd, because <laughs> that's exactly how it felt. 
one minute we were all looking at each other and saying, ah, oh, well, you know, that's it. Nine points, nine points. How many times Celtic and Europe have had nine points and missed out by not scoring as many as the other guy that had nine points or somebody got ten points? Well, last night, the, the luck went with us. And by the way, Mr. Rogers, I'm just going to say to you, the best team won by a mile. They were brilliant. Yeah. Salzburg were a great side. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had a football team that is their own their metal, and they have been. I mean, the, the Commander Games guys. I hope you've watched that. Celtic were absolutely outstanding. But that team, Salzburg, for whatever reason, you know, Austrian football. I don't know much about Austrian football, but we should be sort of competing with these teams. I think. But that team were fantastic. They looked like they had fourteen players on the park. But I'll say this as well: Celtic. To a man, apart from Bruni, every single one of them. Callum Beggar last night was bought with £20 million. Pounds, £20 million. He wouldn't get their club for the way he played last night. Tom Rodjick, absolutely off his game. We, um, we Forrest, who's been outstanding for us all season, they all chose last night to have their worst game. But that takes nothing away from a team that I fancy, no matter who they play, We'll give them a, a, a game. You've got you've got all these places, these teams that we can face: Champions League teams, Chelsea's, the Arsenal's. All these teams are real pedigree Champions League teams. But we're just delighted with the Tory, as you say, Celtic's best player last night was a wee guy for Rosenberg, and we loved it. You I've see... never seen Celtic Park in my life. I know I'm going to go on too much. I've never seen Celtic Park in my life cheering so much and having so much a great time after a defeat so I want to say thank you to the guy for Rosenberg and uh, onwards and upwards we're we're bringing Scottish football forward again I love the way that um, Brendan mentioned this was a campaign and it's a campaign in two, three seasons um, we've got better and better I know we're no Champions League football everybody knows that but look at the other ones that are in Europe, Europe football that is you see, your Chelsea's, your Arsenal's, they can spend multi-million pounds. We yeah, can't do that. And they're still in the same 32 as we're in. You see, so with the, we're, the we're bad nights Bad nights are allowed in football. Bad nights or bad days are allowed. Part and parcel of the game. And Brian's right. So many of the Celtic side chose last night to have a bad night. I mean, I would actually say his horrible mistake apart, Craig Gordon had a good night. And I would also say that Kieran Tierney had a good night because he didn't look as overawed, intimidated, subdued, call it what you like, as the rest did. But also, Brian makes the point, fate again. Now, I, old codger that I am, I'm the one who was there in 1986 at Paisley when Celtic beat St Mirren. I was working for Super Scoreboard that day with the late, great James Sanderson and Richard Park. And with seven minutes to go, Hearts were the champions. And all of a sudden... For younger listeners, Albert Kidd, who played for Dundee but supported Celtic, popped up with two goals. And so the title went to Davy Hayes' Celtic side. That also is allowed in football. Twists and turns of fate happen. Mm. And last night, one came along. Yeah, Brian makes a fair point about Salzburg as well, Derek. They look like a good team, don't yeah. they? They are a good team. I think you've been a wee, a wee bit disrespectful to them. You know, the, the Celtic players had an off day. I don't think they were allowed to play Hugh. I thought they were closed down 
They were beaten by a side that held on to the ball, passed it well, had pace. Pressed the con- life con- of itself. Con- they, yeah. they, they weren't allowed to. But when yeah, you that, see that, the likes of Rogic, uh, who has you know, a Celtic favourite, he couldn't do a thing right. Every time the I, ball I, came to me, he just couldn't yeah. do a thing right. Likewise, because, because Sinclair taking off down, at half time. They were getting closed down all the time. They never got, they never got a second on the ball. They were getting challenged. So you've got to give Salzburg yeah. a, you know, a, a pat on the, the back for that I thought they were absolutely terrific Thanks to Brian and Tullybody We're on Twitter as well Tony says Well deserved after beating one of the best teams in Germany And Salzburg are only a level below the elite A top side Their scouting system should be looked at Because they spend around the same as us And Gary Henderson Celtic were rotten last night But this league was always going to come down to the Rosenborg results We got six points from them And Leipzig didn't 0141 951 Rangers fans Let's hear from you uh, Are you proud of the campaign as a whole? Or was it a missed opportunity? Or perhaps a bit of both? You tell us 0141 951 Stephen Gerrard says The failure to get through Wasn't down to last night's performance in Vienna A 1-0 defeat on the night But Gerrard says the damage was already done I thought we were good for 80 minutes. Um, can't really ask the players to give any more. I think what we had available tonight, I think everyone gave an almighty effort. Um, obviously, as the game was getting to the final stages, we were trying to roll the dice and go a little bit more adventurous to try and create something, uh, to try and create that moment that we needed, that nil-nil. Once we analyse the whole journey, uh, we'll certainly take ourselves back to maybe Moscow at home, 0-0, a couple of the chances we missed. We'll take ourselves back to Moscow away when we when we scored a perfectly good goal and we'll also analyse our individual mistakes within it. We could have put ourselves in a better position tonight. Um, but, you know, it, it wasn't to be. Uh, I think if you analyse the whole journey as a whole, the players have done fantastically well. Yeah, you, you can't disagree with that. I, I, I think they tried. I mean, the effort was there from Rangers. But you know what? The two men that have been outstanding for me this season both never played in the game. Kent and Candice, the two wide men, have been terrific, especially in Europe. You know, they, they just run and run at people, create chances. Just it's sad that none, neither of the two of them could play. But, you know, listen, you, you have to get on with it. And you, you saw the reaction of the manager after the game when he, when he just stood there. And often he does that. Normally, you know, he, he, he's away chatting to people, but he just stood and he thought about it for about a minute and then turned and walked up the tunnel and then he greeted uh, the opposite manager when he got up the tunnel but he realised there was an opportunity missed there but he's right just as I said earlier I think that it was done a couple of games ago when uh, they could, took one point out of six from Spartak but mm. you know it was a decent effort from where they were 12 months ago as I say you know it was a good run and there was plenty of Rangers fans over there that, you know it cheered them after the game gave them a, gave them an evasion because they knew they tried I felt sorry for the fans it's a long way over there absolutely freezing it was spent a right few quid but they were happy to see their team back in Europe again and them going to watch them Rangers fans let's hear from you where did it go wrong on the night and what about the campaign as a whole how disappointed to not progress or can you take some comfort from how far uh, the teams come in European action over the last uh, year and a bit? Hugh Evans, where's the, the balance for you? Uh, I go back to Derek's point that uh, you know, I, I, not so very long ago it was Pedro Cachinha and losing to the fourth best team in Luxembourg when you had two goals of a start. So therefore, the transformation that has taken place since then is quite substantial. Rangers under Steven Gerrard lost uh, only two of 14 European matches, that in itself is praiseworthy. Uh, but when push got to shove, a combination of a disallowed goal, 
in Russia and Rangers' inability to take charge of a rapid Vienna side in Austria who were, I still believe, inferior to them has cost them dearly. Uh, it's 0141 951 for you to get in touch on the phones. Remember, Twitter is at ClydeSSB. We're going to hear more from Brendan Rogers and Stephen Gerrard as the show progresses. Let's go back to the phones in the meantime. We just heard from the Rangers manager. Let's see if we can get the thoughts of Alan. Alan is a Rangers fan on the line from Stirling. Alan, what, what did you make of it then last night and overall? I'm not too disappointed, to be honest with you, but uh, I wish Stephen Gerrard would just go with a settled back four instead of the ship at the back, instead of chopping and changing all the time. And I think that's where the problems have came from this season. I, I think the problem there is, I mean, and a lot of people are saying that, but what's the point of playing two centre-backs here if, it, if it's not working three or four games down the line and, you, and you're not getting results? Have any of them had three and four in a row? No. <laughs> well, they've had one or two. You know, At the end of the day, he's picking horses for courses. He's looking at teams, he's looking at the strikers they've got and he's looking at his centre-backs who would play better against an individual. And I think he's right to do that. But what may well happen now, he, he, uh, for me, Macaulay is, is, is an experienced centre-back. I would always play Macaulay and AN other. He's got a choice of another three there, but I think you, you may well find now that he's out of Europe, you know, he'll be working harder with the team, certainly working uh, on the back four and working with the, the front two as well, you know, for the for the league campaign. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from and everybody says that, but you can only play them, you know, against the opposition. And I think that's what Steve is doing. He's looking at the opposition and saying, well, he's good in the air. I'm going to play my best centre-back that's going to mark him. So he's, he's doing horses for courses yeah. rather than sticking with the same two all the time. The, the players in particularly in partnerships, though, do they not do they not like, do they not benefit from a bit of stability? But what's the point, though? You well, know, to, to if, benefit if, if from the stability, that's the point. And, and it's not happening. You know, you're making mistakes all the time or you're not passing the ball well enough. I think with a club like Rangers where you can't afford to be dropping too many points mm. if somebody's not doing it with the squad that they have then he's going to bring somebody else in it's not going to make the mistakes Alan it's that old phrase you've heard it many times I'm sure if you were offered this taking it down to the last night of the group stages you would have taken it but having seen those other teams in the group is there a part of you that it feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity? No, not really No, so I wasn't expecting too much this season I was expecting us to be up there and challenging for maybe second third place but I wasn't expecting too much from us this year but next year I was but as so, the old saying goes is you've got to stick with a back four and stop, stop uh, changing them around about all the time because it, the stability of the team goes right out the window then if you keep, keep dropping and changing that's what I'm thinking the interesting thing that uh, Stephen Gerrard said after the game was that he appreciates that he needs to add quality to the squad now we can get uh, back to the argument about rotation and so on and so forth However, he has had a look at the squad in general uh, And decided that in order to try to catch Celtic He needs more quality on the domestic front uh, More quality for Europe as well But Europe is for next season, it's not for now But it's, it's interesting, you're, you're right saying that But remember what he said after the Dundee game He was so disappointed with that And he, and he, he said after that, he says I now know what players... You know, I can trust, and I'm and I'm not going to I'm not going to chop and change an awful lot now because, you know, I know the ones that are going to go out there and give me their all. So he, he's narrowed it down from a squad of maybe eighteen or nineteen. There's maybe only thirteen or fourteen mm. he's looking at now to pick from. But also, he'll need to buy, and in order to buy, Rangers will need to finance mm. the manager in January. 
After declaring losses of £14 million I would, I would, I would think though There might be a couple that, that go away The ones on loan There might be a couple of them That will leave it And free up some money as well They, they might go for loans Rather than buying them Well might you have to replace Ovi Ejaria There's a situation mm. brewing there And we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard on that And again from Brendan Rogers After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're looking back on last night's dramatic night in Europe So give us a call Or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Stephen Ray's on He says Salzburg not a true reflection on Austrian football They're probably the equivalent to a top four Bundesliga side They reached the Europa League semis last season Unbeaten in the group Knocking out Sociedad, Dortmund and Lazio Celtic should be striving to get to that level It's 0141 951 on the phones uh, Let's speak to John Who's a Rangers fan From Paisley Hi John Good evening gentlemen Hello uh, uh, Well End of campaign I mean it is A bit of a miracle We go there I said that the other night yeah. But my point is Gerard last night Is actually starting To feel the pressure Gerard's never walked away He's always been on the park shit, And Shaked him with his hand But he's starting to realise That so many players out there Are just not doing it for him but I'll tell you one thing he does need. He needs a captain because he ain't no captain. He he he's just no a leader. And Tavernier, you mean? What? Do you mean Tavernier? He's not a captain. He's not a leader. And I, I'll tell you what. If you look at the goal, we lost the goal. I know McGregor did in the past, but see, we were up there under the park, and he tried to own two people. You can see he's done the assist and he scored penalties. He's not a leader. And I think if we get we offer three million Christmas after Christmas, I'd take it for him in a minute. First of all, on the, first of all, on the question of Stephen Gerrard and feeling the pressure, I, I just don't think that's the case. If no. you if you're building the whole case around Stephen Gerrard having a, a reflective moment and then walking up the tunnel where he waited for the rapid Vienna manager, then I don't think that's consistent with a man who's feeling the no. pressure. Uh, he certainly he felt the disappointment. He supporters. Well, he certainly felt the disappointment, no. but he did the, the 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 proper thing, and he waited for the rapid Vienna yeah. manager, and then he shook his hand. As for Tavernier, he has been as consistent as anyone in a Rangers jersey, as profitable as anyone in a Rangers jersey this season. Uh, and I think sometimes in the immediate aftermath of disappointment, the scattergun comes out. Yeah. Now it's the manager's under pressure. The captain's not a captain. I, I think it's slightly harsh. Sure. You're turning that around about as if I'm right. I'm just talking it. Hey, and it, we, we, you watch Tavernier every week. Well, I, I don't see Rangers Do every you? week. Well, you what, what's, week? what's what's you see what's wrong with what he's doing? What's wrong with what he's doing? Uh-huh. He's not a leader to start with. He's both. Hey, hey, some of his some of his decisions. You know what I mean, he, he can't defend. Right, that's me going to be honest and truthful with you. And I don't care where he scored penalty kicks or get these assists. We're wanting a leader out there, and there isn't a leader in my team. Well, well, go every in, in that case, in that case, if you don't want Tavernier, then you don't have an alternative because you're saying there isn't a leader there. There isn't a leader on the park. I, I like to know. Well, where, yeah, in that case, in that case, you're going to have to get one in the January transfer window. I think, then. I think that's what John means, though. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's what he means. I understand. I understand, John. I understand where you're coming from, and, and I hate going back to the good old days and everything else, but. 
I was in a Rangers side where you had John Gregg as the captain, who, if you weren't doing it, he gave you one kick up the backside and got you playing. You had Alex McDonald, who was never off your back. Sandy Jardin was at you. There wasn't only one captain in the team. There was three or four when Tom Forsyth came in the team. He rattled your cage as well if you weren't doing it. I don't think there's enough... I think you're right what you're saying. There's not enough of these players in, in, in the Rangers side. You're looking for one person that's going... Macaulay, for me, that's why, that's why I see his experience and he should play... I've noticed him since he's come in. Anything that's happened defensively, he's right over to the man beside him or the fullback, and he's bawling and shouting because that's just a natural thing for it, for for him to do. But everybody should be doing that, not just one person who happens to be the captain. Are there a couple of ga- got John or the, uh, yeah on you go? We're lacking. We're lacking. Hey, at the moment we're still got a good team, but we're lacking the leadership yeah. within the whole team, and they're not. See for this team that they were gelling at the start of the season. See the team that played against Hearts. That was a team that were fighting with each other. And for some reason, we started to, you know what I mean, go back the way. But we've not got a, an actual... McGregor does more shooting. Yeah. And he's yeah. a goalie. If Rangers, have, if Rangers have lost only two of 14 European ties and are still within touching distance of the top of the league table, does that not suggest that, yes, it's not perfect, going out of Europe is a crushing disappointment, but does that not suggest that Things are far from desperate. I, I didn't say it was. Things are desperate. You see, you're turning around about. You turn around about there. I never said it was desperate things. I just said I felt that Gerard's starting to feel the pressure, and we need a leader out in the mm. team. Yeah, I, I told you it was a miracle where we go. It. So I, I'm quite happy. I, I think. I think. I think every good side, every good side you can name that have been successful, have always had a leader in their side. You know, you're absolutely right saying that. And I think Tavernier does his own thing. You know, he, he scores goals, he has assists and everything else. He plays his part that way, but he's not one of these players that will get in and around the, the players around him and start shouting and getting them playing. You know, if something's not happened, he's, he's not that type mm. of player. But who else do you make a captain, you know, if not him? John, hang on and I'll get your thoughts on this because Ovi Ajaria didn't travel to Austria. Steven Gerrard says he's going to speak to him to get to the, the bottom of what's going on there. I haven't had the chance just yet, so we've got an afternoon session. I've not long walked through the door, hence the, the uniform. I will be speaking to Avi today, and I'll also be speaking to Liverpool today, and then we'll um, discuss uh, Avi Ajaria, and, and then we'll decide what's next best for the player. In terms of Avi, how he's feeling, um, no, it's quite recent. I've been made aware of it, very recent, uh, and so Liverpool. Um, but we're, I'm yet to have a, a decent conversation with Avi on it. Uh, only had a quick chat with him a few days ago. Um, you know, and he didn't seem in the right frame of mind to travel to to Austria. So I had to make that decision for the benefit of the group. Um, and I'll see where Avi is today when I when I chat with him. You know, Avi's a, qu- a quiet kid. He doesn't give you much. So we're going to try and you know get inside Avi and see how he's feeling and and, and see why he's unsettled, and then we'll go from there. What do you make of that situation, John? Situation, well, as far as I want to believe, he's deleted all his stuff on Instagram, but being part of Rangers, he's deleted all his photos. I don't know what's wrong with the boy. Maybe he's not, he's not enjoying Scotland. Maybe he's not, he can't handle mm. it. To, to, be, to be fair to him, John, you know, he's played most of the games. It's not as if he's been dropped and he's not getting many games. Does that make it even... It's, it's they're more difficult to all, understand all, all I can think of You know the, You're right he's, he's Maybe is unhappy And he's homesick Or whatever He's is, still yeah. a young boy So you know And if that is the case It's absolutely pointless Having him You know up here right. If he's not happy In his own mind Then how on earth Is he going to play football You, you, you can't turn round To someone of Ajaria's agency Be happy I order yeah, you Be yeah, happy yeah. If he's not happy here 
And he has informed Liverpool of that Which is what I take from What Stephen Gerrard just said there uh, Then for me It doesn't look as if there's any going back on that one He'd rather be back home As he regards it At Anfield uh, Thank you to John in Paisley uh, at Rickster is on He says John Wright Tavernier's not a captain um, But the Lewis McInnes Says as a Rangers fan European football Was just a bonus Getting knocked out Can be a small blessing In disguise We can now focus On the league Which matters most Massive improvements From the last six months Long may it continue Let's hear a bit more From Brendan Rodgers The eyes of course Of Celtic Big weekend But then they turn On Monday's draw Some huge names In the heart Rodgers says It doesn't matter Who they get um, But he's happy To do their bit For the coefficient I think we're trying to represent Scottish football in the best way. You know, we know it's a difficult moment at times for us and, and you look at the investments that goes into a lot of the major leagues. Um, so I think it, it's something that the players and, and everyone can be proud of, uh, you know, for us to, to get through. I think everyone looked at the group and thought if we could come through that, it would be a it'd be a brilliant achievement. But for us, we there's still lots of areas that we can improve on. But I think for where the players have been, you know, when I, when I first come in to... To be able to to finish above a team like Leipzig really shows their determination and and their uh, their progression. So, uh, so yeah, so it's great for us to be in the last thirty two. It's it's really exciting and it's brilliant to be in there. You know, it'd have been a, a disappointment at the end of tonight if I was sat here having not. But uh, but the guys have earned it and we'll look forward to the draw. I'm sure it'll be a uh, a tough team, um, but um, but like I say, we're in it, which is which makes us really happy. Some box office names in there, Hugh Ones that in a footballing sense you possibly want to avoid But not if, you, if it's the glamour tie you're after And then some others which, on paper, you think, yeah well, Maybe Celtic would have a chance there I spoke today to two friends of mine Yes, I have two friends No Yes o- Other than Derek and I? Yes All right. Well. Uh, two friends of mine who support Celtic I asked them who they wanted in the last 32 And one said, Benfica, because I want to go back to Lisbon And the other one said, Villarreal, because... Uh, they couldn't beat Rangers home or away uh, And Celtic would like to think That they could beat Rangers home and away uh, So they fancy a, or This one did A, a go at Villarreal uh, Just quickly before we speak to Stephen and Lark Hall John is on Twitter Asking if there was any update on Ryan Christie's injury And uh, Well no There's not really Hugh It was too early to tell after the game no. last night Celtic did all their media Post-match They didn't do the usual sort of Friday Press conference So it's going to be a bit of a Wait and see job on Ryan Christie Granted it clearly didn't look great at the time No As I understand that he left uh, Celtic Park In a full plaster And on crutches Uh, But There's No break As I understand it Uh, However it may be ligament damage Which as Derek will tell you Ligament damage could Could be worse worse than a break Yeah Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I think I think they'll need to wait Till the swelling goes down I think they do the right thing Once you get a, a plaster on your leg Then you can't put any weight on it Hence you know the crutches So yeah, you, you could see he'll be out for a few weeks, that's for sure. Right, Stephen's a Celtic fan in Lark Hall. Sum up last night for us, Stephen. Horrendous. Um, Celtic fan, obviously very happy to be through in the draw, regardless of how it came. Performance-wise, was one of the worst. Um, however, Salzburg are an absolute quality team. Probably say they're a better team than RB Leipzig, to be honest with you. In fact, to go to the semis say, a year or so ago just shows how good they were. Totally dominated, but you know what? A lot of players didn't turn up, didn't look up for it. Just happy to be through. Um, basically, I'm phoning up, right, guys. Uh, obviously, happy as I say, going forward to the draw on Monday. 
few stinkers in there. Uh, but there's a few teams that I'd quite fancy again, Villarreal or a Benfica, I'd fancy my chances there. Um, two points. First, first more of you about Celtic games are pretty much covered. And the other one's a question to you guys about the Rangers game. Uh, firstly, we got to us. Um, so I said, happy, overjoyed. Don't care how we get through. It's all about doing it. Keep up the coefficient, getting the money coming in and getting another role at uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. I think what was clear for last night is, is you know, fans like myself have been looking for signings uh, prior to the start of the season. We're a wee bit disappointed. Felt we're maybe a bit light. Been a bit, you know, fortunate with guys like Christie coming through and really turning it on. Seemed like a brand new signing. But we did look light um, in quality. I think up front as well, we definitely need something. So I'm thinking... The result, good to sneak through, but it was also a good result, a good way to get through because it showed us sort of our lacking quality and it's a good indication that beyond the league we do need to get some signings in, so hopefully we'll get something out of yeah, that. I think that's the most uh, pertinent point that you make there, Stephen. Look at the collateral damage done at Celtic Park mm-hmm. recently. Uh, Michael Lustig, I couldn't see him play against Hibs on Sunday because you really should give a head knock like that seven to ten days recovery time. You've got Ryan Christie, who, unfortunately for him, uh, having come in and having had a tremendous run of games, uh, looks as if he'll be out for weeks. We have the ongoing situation with uh, Lee Griffiths, and we wish him well. His uh, health is more important than Celtic's collateral damage. Uh, but also, you know, they've lost uh, long-term Ibui Kouassi, uh, Daniel Arzani, uh, who had come up from Manchester City. And they have only one striker in Odson Edward. And uh, I thought he did well last night. I thought he stuck manfully to his task. Isolated, taking on several defenders who, as Derek said, were closing in on everyone. So I wasn't... Uh, Upset with the performance that Odson Edward gave last night, but Celtic, a club of Celtic size, need three strikers, I think. So I think two strikers might have to be bought in the January transfer window. I think they need a fullback. I think they need to be aware of Benkovic going back to Leicester at the end of the season. Ongoing doubts about whether Boyata will be there for uh, next season. So they definitely need a central defender as well. Thank you to Stephen in Lark Call now. It's in your interest to listen to this. This <laughs> is important, trust me. It's the 20 case of Christmas on Clyde One with Keystore. Now, we have a truly life changing amount of money for you to win before Christmas. Now, this would be good at any time of the year, Hugh Kevens, oh. but we're giving you, the, not you personally, oh. but we're giving you the chance to win £20,000. Wow. Like I say, you win that any time of the year, you're pretty happy. A couple of weeks before Christmas oh, Delirious Absolutely Now for your chance to win the 20 grand Just text YES to 61025 It could not be simpler Text YES to 61025 You might as well just go and do it just now And you could have the £20,000 paid into your bank account When the lines close at 9am on Friday the 21st of December One week today So do it quickly before you forget and miss out Now you can only enter and win if you live in Glasgow in the West So you need a G-M-L-F-K-P-A-R-K-A in your postcode You need to be over 18 The text costs £2 And the T's and C's and online entry are at Clyde1.com That's the 20Ks of Christmas on Clyde1 With your local key store Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. It is Hugh Keevens and Derek Johnson. They're here on a Friday night, as always, and they're waiting for you. So if you fancy it, give us a call 
or send us a tweet Hugh Keevans we've actually got a game tonight Livingston oh, yes. against Hearts yes. and in the wacky world of the Scottish Premiership table um, Hearts can go second again for all the talk of them being uh, the bubble bursting the wheels coming off and all these other phrases which signify yeah. a dip in form uh, yes granted they will have had a few more games <laughs> than some of the teams round about them but a real chance again for them to do their part tonight and uh, sit back and watch the madness unfold tomorrow now here's where the ACA starts I fancy oh, it's going in early I fancy Livingston They've, I've looked at their team And it's just about What you would recognise As the strongest Livingston team They're like Dolly Menga And Hardy up front And I just think that It's not the pitch That gets them results It's their own endeavours And I think that Livy Might just have Too much for hearts Derek Johnson mm, Well it's interesting You know Again Dare I say It depends what hearts team Shows up Yeah You know because they are a good side They've proven that But they've been on they'll, a band run Since the start of the season They're slowly getting back to They that. are slowly getting back And I think I think they're big and strong And I think they'll match Livy tonight I fancy Hearts just to sneak mm. it 2-1 I'll give you a quick rundown Of the teams Livingston have Kelly and Goal They've been great form oh. um, Gallagher, Halkett and Lithgow at The back three uh, Cadden, Lawless, Byrne Jacobs, Pittman And then Menga and Hardy Up front for the hosts As for the Jambos Lamal in Goal uh, Then it is Smith Haring, Berra, Bozanich, Jim, Mitchell, Garuccio, McLean, Dicamona, Morrison line up for Hearts. So should be a should be yeah, a tasty one at the Tony yeah. Macaroni here. Because Hearts well, will take a few thousand there. It'll be a good atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, Hearts, to be fair, would even go level on points with, with Celtic if they win. They will have played three more games by then. But Yeah. Well, you know, over the weekend, uh, who knows what will happen tonight at, at Livingston. Derek fancies one thing I fancy. Another <laughs> thing... Uh, you have Kilmarnock back at the top of the table Tomorrow after their home game with Dundee Or perhaps not And then on Sunday of course Celtic Big big game against Hibs at Easter Road While Rangers I think have the altogether easier task Against mm. a struggling Hamilton Ackies at Ibrox uh, Now Mitchell is a Rangers fan in Vienna was this planned, Mitchell? Were you meant to still be there? You've not missed your flight or anything, have you? Uh, no, no. Oh, that's fine. Still here. Still here. <laughs> what did you make of it last night? Then you got you got the the I, ideal I, view. You I were thought, there. I thought they they played quite well from the second half up until the eighth minute. The part didn't help at all. Um, it was a really cagey game, you know, first half. But second half they were they were fantastic up until about the eighth minute. Um, you know, the goal was a a sore one to take, but. Proud of the, the team and the performance um, over the campaign, but you know you need to look at the Spartak game. You know, yeah. five points dropped from a possible six. So, mm. but happy, happy altogether. Derek, what about the goal Rangers lost last night? Ultimately, you know, it was the costly goal on the night. Yeah, I mean, clearly a mistake from Alan McGregor, but then a lot still has to happen after that, well, doesn't there's it? There's fifty yards to go. You know, and, and I thought defensively they were poor at that stage. You know, I think young McCrory has got to put his hands up as well and I think they'll probably show him exactly what he did wrong. He went with his man in the box and then stopped and allowed the man to go you know, forward and, and score the goal. You've got to go with your man. When he's running outside the box, into the box, you've got to be alongside him there to put in a challenge or put him off. You know, the goalkeeper's no chance with it. You know, and, and it was, it was the, the only real clear-cut chance that they created in the game. How many times have you said that about Rangers this yeah. season? Two games against Aberdeen, oh. they only created the one chance and scored, and and that's what you have to do. And you know they were going for it by that time. To be fair, you know they were caught man for man at the back. But you know, listen, it was one of these things. They had a go. They've had a good trip. As I, as I keep saying, and 
probably Mitchell will say that as well. From 12 months ago, there's been a huge improvement in the team. And it's just great for these Rangers fans to get travelling again in Europe because they love doing that, supporting their team. Uh, Mitchell, Rangers obviously I mean, went forward more at the end. That, that's what you do when you're sort of chasing a, a win. C- yep. could, they have, could they have gone for it a bit more? I don't know, you were there. What sense did you get from <sighs> Well, the part didn't help at all. I thought the part was a joke. You know, it, you know, it was making good players look, you know, quite poor. To be honest, you know, Middleton, Barisic, um, with a with a first touch. But I thought first half they didn't have any chances whatsoever. Second half we controlled the ball, controlled the game up until you know they, you know, we opened up and you know that that's just what happens in football. They, they score. But um, no, I thought I thought Rangers done themselves proud. You know, up until they. Uh, until they scored, obviously, but um, overall, campaign was good. Enjoyed it. Get away, you know, away to Vienna. So I was going to say, when are you home? Had some cool. When are you home? Oh, Sunday. Sunday, oh, that's a nice few days <laughs> in Vienna. Very nice. Uh, well so done. They need to add some quality. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that will happen, Mitchell. I, I would I would think they would, they've got to bring another striker. I'm always reluctant. Yeah, d- to... yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. They need more. They need more cre- creativity up top to score in games like this. I'm always yeah. reluctant to, to to bring the pitch into things to too great an extent because first and foremost, Rangers and Rapid Vienna were on that pitch. Yeah, also, Celtic played on the most immaculate surface in the country last night, and it, it didn't help them. To raise their game Because as the Celtic supporters Are admitting tonight The performance was way below But that's because We're playing a good side to you That's slightly different That's slightly different Because that's where The frustration will come For Rangers fans Derek Of course you're going to Acknowledge that that Going from last year To this is a success But there must be a sense Hugh that having looked At Rapid Vienna You think They weren't great Big chance Um, missed It is a chance missed But I, I go back to the point Two defeats And 14 European ties um, over the last eight years, that's borderline miraculous for Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I like I like Mitchell's style anyway, Hugh. You're going to a game on Thursday, and you'd manage to spin it out until yeah, Sunday. I mean, I, I'm already thinking of Lady Keevans tomorrow when that snow comes down at ten o'clock in the morning. I'll be looking out the window at her with that big shovel trying <laughs> to clear a path for me to get. I mean, it's a shame. Don't you dare. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Thank you to Mitchell. Enjoy the rest of your time in Vienna. Uh we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Let's keep going with the calls though and speak to Alan, also a Rangers fan from Drumchapel. Hi Alan. Uh hello panel, how are you? Okay, Hi Alan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh I just gave, thought I'd give you a call. We heard a caller earlier on talking about uh, how Tavernier isn't He's not a leader to be a captain. Mm-hmm. I agree with him. I don't think he's a captain, but I don't think we should get rid of him. I think he's still a good, a very good yeah, player. Yeah. But I just want to put the point across. I think Alan McGregor would be good as a captain. And I just want to put that across to you to see what you think yeah. about that. Because for me, Alan McGregor has been the best player out. By a long shot, uh, yeah. I mean, you make, you make think, a good I point. I think also as well, when we yeah. have a McGregor yeah. being a captain, you can see what's going on yeah. everywhere in front of him as yeah. well. So I think well, him being a good captain, that's for me. And, and I know what you're saying, you know, and, and you make a very good point, but I hate goalkeepers being yeah. a captain because for me, a captain should always be in the middle of the park. Somebody that can... They can shout people alongside them, can shout forward to the forward and turn back and look at the defenders and try and G them up as well. 
For me, it should always be. But you're right. I think he probably does more shouting than anybody else as Alan McGregor in this Rangers team just now. Certainly when the, mm-hmm. the when the teams are attacking and, and somebody's not marking, he's the first off that line to give out a bit of stick to them. But I wouldn't I wouldn't make him captain of the side. I think it's, it's really that big a deal. I'm, I mean, it didn't do the likes of Casillas or Buffon much harm. Um, for me, goalkeepers are too far from the action. To be captains What about Casillas or Buffon? Well, but, but you know what you goal, Goalkeepers are captain In their own box They're yeah, the ones yeah, that yeah. dictate that, that's, that. so, so that's, that's a different thing altogether I know that But that's where they've got to, to Do their shouting In that box If somebody's Stephen, not picking Stephen up Stephen Surely if you can find Some very very high profile Successful examples Then it shows it It can be done Well listen If Stephen Gerrard thought That was a good idea McGregor would already be the captain But Stephen Gerrard uh, In a short space of time Has had to assess Players who are brand new to the club yeah, we, we know but we're allowed yeah. to question that It's alright yeah. is it not Yeah sure, yeah, uh, sure. And, and, I'm, and I'm allowed to answer you back Say that again Alan Was Stefan Kloss not captain as well At one point at Rangers as well No Don't, don't remember so. that no. Don't remember that uh, so, Certainly, thought, certainly uh, in my time as well Alan Kloss was manager yeah. at, uh, Captain at one time Yeah in, in my time There were certainly No goalkeepers ever Captained The club I, I do I do take Gordon's point yeah. that uh, if it's good enough for Casillas and Buffon, it should be good enough for anyone. But I don't think it would work for Rangers. And uh, if Rangers had another alternative to uh, James Tavernier, uh, I think Stephen yeah. Gerrard would have had him in by now. But, but, uh, but I think there's a difference you being a captain of a team. You know, Buffon, Buffon is there as captain because he was there for a long time and, and he's got that because he's been there. The yeah. captains are all out front. The, all the shooters I was talking about, the Sandy Jardins and Alex McDonald's and Tom Forsyth, they're all out there in all these and Italian were, and were, Spanish sides. They were also captaining sides that had long-term success at their back. Uh, this is the, the Rangers side who are looking for a symbol of success, looking for a trophy. Yeah, I suppose maybe where Alan's coming from is though he's he's boiling it down, making it simple, and asking the question: Is Alan McGregor a better leader than James Tavernier? Yes or no? In his own box, yes. In his own box, but, but, I, I would never have a goalkeeper. But the game extends far beyond yeah. his own box. So, so, so no is the answer then. For not you. for me. Not for me. No. Okay. Thank you to Alan Indram Chapel. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, plenty more football discussion coming, but it is time for this. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Time for Beat the Pundit. Hugh Keevens is standing by, Derek Johnson is standing by and now your chance to come on and round off the week by beating them. Putting them in their place, getting the bragging rights, the sign ball and don't forget all this week, just for getting through, you win yourself a pair of tickets to a Legends of Scottish Football event with Colin Steen and Willie Johnson. Will they have some tales oh, to tell, Derek? Oh, very much. So the two quiet men, I have to say. Well, but maybe they, they won't some be stories. on tonight. We've been giving them away all week. This is your last chance. If you fancy Beat the Pundit, give us a call right now. 0141 951 1025. Be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been looking back on last night's European action, and of course, it is Friday night. We'll look ahead to a busy weekend of Scottish football as well. And as soon as we finish Beat the Pundit, we're going to speak to George Alberts, Hugh Evans. Yeah. He's going to be joining us on the phone. He's heading back to Glasgow very soon, getting the boots back on. Still a good player, George. We're, we're, we're going to speak to him very soon indeed, as soon as we do this. Beat 
the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. It's been a good old week on Beat the Pundit. You have stitched up Gordon DL something terrible <laughs> on Tuesday and made sure that the, the listeners got a victory uh, on the board. Um, he fell for a hook, line and sinker. I'm sure you two won't be so daft. James is in Paisley. How are you tonight, James? Okay, not too bad, guys. Yourselves? Yeah, good stuff, James. All good here. And of course, James, if you've been listening all week, you'll know this. You're already a winner. You're going off to see uh, a Legends of Scottish football event right here in Glasgow with Colin Steen and Willie Johnson. Happy with that? That's Oh, yeah, good man. Derek says I'll have some good stories for you on oh, the night. So there we go. Uh, right, let's get to the main event though. Heads, it's going to be Hugh Keevans. Oh, Tails, it will I'm going be. For five in a row, uh, Derek, <laughs> have you played five Fridays in a row? Well, the coin never lies. Let's see what we've got. And it's actually Tails. Yes, it's Derek well, Johnson. It. I, can't, I can't fight the coin. So let's give Derek some Clyde two in his ear uh, and make sure he doesn't know what you're saying, James. Right, thirty seconds. You're going head to head. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yep. Who scored for Celtic last night? Jam. Spanish club Espanyol are from which city? Uh, pass. Tony Doherty is the assistant manager at which Scottish Premiership side? Uh, which Italian team play their home games at the Stadio San Paolo? Uh, pass. Which country hosted the 2006 World Cup? 2006. Germany. Who was Rangers' first non-Scottish manager? Holly Gwen. Okay. Oh. Let's bring DJ. Okay. Sorry. I'd rather not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Christmas yeah. parties yeah. next week. You save yourself for that. Thank oh, you very much. Uh, same set of questions to you. You ready? Yep. Who scored for Celtic last night? Sham. Spanish club Espanyol are from which city? Uh, Madrid. Tony Doherty is the assistant manager at which Scottish Premiership club? Aberdeen. Which Italian side play their home games at the Stadio San Paolo? San Paolo. Which country hosted the 2006 World Cup? Oh dear, America. Who was Rangers' first non-Scottish manager? Uh, Advocate. And Unai Emery is the manager of which English side? Arsenal. Still got time, which nationality... What's the nationality of Motherwell defender Carl McHugh? Carl McHugh, his brother's Chalk McHugh. <laughs> uh, he's Welsh. <laughs> St. <laughs> Pauli from Italy. Come sorry, sorry. I have uh, no idea. I just had a guess. James, what do you think? How do you think it went? Oh, I got, oh, got hammered bang. See, oh, you were no. kicking yourself, weren't you, James? I heard the last question. The disappointment in your voice when you realised. I, I, I know, I know, I know. It's when the pressure's on, it's a, a bit more difficult. Uh, right, first one. Who scored for Celtic last night? It was uh, Olivier and Cham. So, one all after the first question. Spanish side Espanyol are from which city? It's Barcelona, Barcelona. Rivals yeah So still one all Tony Dock Aberdeen Aberdeen assistant So Derek moves into the lead It's two to Derek And one to James Which Italian side Play their home games At the Stadio San Paolo It's Napoli Napoli Yeah so none of you got it Still 2-1 to Derek And James equalised Because Ooh. Germany hosted The 2006 well done. World Cup So it's all going to come down To these last questions James, I'm not sure you're going to like it. Who was Rangers' first non-Scottish manager? It was Dick Advocat. You knew it. You just, you just got, you, you got the wrong one out there. Uh, so Derek goes into the lead and he stretches his lead because Unai Emery is the manager of which English side? It's Arsenal, of course. Carol McHugh, for the record, if you're ever asked again, is Irish. He's not Irish. Welsh. So there we go. Uh, there we go. Four to Derek, two Good to James. Effort, son. Good but effort. You win the tickets anyway, James. Well done. Well done. Enjoy your night. I will do. Thanks very much. Yeah. 
Great stuff That was James uh, Rangers fan From Paisley On the line And uh, yeah That completes it For the week You have been giving The tickets away all week And it should be A, a good evening At the concert hall well, Early January It's indoors No pitch inspections Nice and warm <laughs> Great Lovely. personalities as well yes, coming on. Great names. Looking forward to seeing that. I'll have a wee trip myself. Mm. See yeah. my big friend George. Well, I did say we were going to speak to George Alberts on the phone. That's if we can somehow make it happen because we're having one or two difficulties ah, at the moment on it's that a long front. Way away, to we'll, be fair. We'll, I'm sure we will figure that out. Before we get back to, to last night and look at some of the big talking points, um, what what else is tickling your fancy this weekend? Well, obviously. Hibs got uh, a result at last uh, And that will have boosted Their confidence ahead of the meeting with Celtic It'll be interesting to see the Celtic team selection Post RB Salzburg Because uh, I don't think Michael Lustig can play There's a full-back shortage uh, At Celtic um, Ryan Christie, sadly for him It looks like a, a long-term injury case so does it necessarily follow that Olivier Sham comes back into the side? Well, indeed, will Scott Brown come back into the side? Because although the debate here in the programme was that at the moment Celtic didn't need Scott Brown, when he came out to warm up for the first time last night, he came out to a pretty much of an innovation from the Celtic supporters who all of a sudden seemed to miss him. It, it seems strange you know, from the start of the season when and Sham and Brown were just dictating play all and all of a sudden... Mm. They're not in the, they're not in the side. Could be what? Sunday. Could be Sunday. I think because it'll get back to uh, old fashioned times at Easter Road. Uh, Hibs have been in the doldrums for a couple of months, mm. but they've lifted themselves. New Lens back doing press. Uh, the players will be lifted by the visit of Celtic, by the the size of the crowd, the presence yeah. of live television. So. It's going to kick off Sunday in a very dramatic fashion. I think you mentioned it earlier. I like to kill Manic at home to Dundee. You know, Dundee mm. after that, you know, fine result against Rangers last week. You know, Kilmanic can go back top if results go for them. And of course, St. Mirren and Aberdeen. St. Mm. Mirren are going to have to start getting yeah. some points, even if it is against an Aberdeen side who are in, beaten last last weekend by St. Johnston and then scored in the last minute to beat Livingston yeah. in midweek. It's a great time of the year for football, Hugh Keevan So many yeah. games, thick and fast And they all matter Well, we are the drama that never ends As I said uh, at the start of the programme And uh, so many different permutations Could take place this weekend uh, Europe's out of the way Until yeah. mid-February we can, we, we can look back at what happened mm -hmm. We can look forward But for the moment, it's out of the way and domestic drama is what is yeah. foremost Now if you've been listening to the programme recently You will know that the Star Sixes The Six Aside Indoor Tournament Is coming to Glasgow in January uh, From Friday the 4th to Sunday the 6th of January Some unbelievable talent on show And I'm pleased to say we're joined on the line By George Alberts Former mm. Rangers hero of course And he's going to be playing for a rest of the world team Thanks for joining us George, how are you? No problem, hello to everybody in, in, in Glasgow Hello George And uh, listen You're coming back to Glasgow A city you know very well How much are you looking forward To turning out at the Star Sixes? I, I'm, I'm really looking forward and, and, and it's great to start In the new year With such an event Because I played there This year in London And, and now it's in Glasgow uh, And I really can't wait Because it's an Absolutely fantastic tournament What the boys from Star Sixes Put together there Unbelievable talent there Yeah and I really can't wait For the new year You were such a fan's favourite In your time in Glasgow how much do you look forward to turning out in front of some of those fans again? Because you had such a, a special relationship with them, didn't you? 
of course, I really loved my time at Rangers. I had a fantastic spell for five years, and uh, they really loved me. I love the Panthers from, from Glasgow Rangers. Everybody knows this. And I'm really hoping that uh, many come to the to the uh, tournament as well and uh, that I can see everybody again. And of course, now there's a at the Star Sixes, you're going to be up against a Scotland side potentially, including the likes of your old teammates, Barry Ferguson and Charlie Miller, and then coming up against guys that, that you played against, Simon Donnelly, Jackie McNamara, and so on. How, how much are you looking forward to seeing these guys again? Of course, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's always great to come together with a, uh, with a bunch of boys about old things. And I know the boys are still very fit, so hopefully they don't not make me at the tournament. <laughs> You're still uh, looking fit, George. You're still looking fit. Well, I'm looking fit, but I am not fit, you know. So, <laughs> no, I think it's going to be really competitive, and uh, hopefully we see a lot of goals at the tournament, and that is what it's all about. And after the games, I think we all sit together, and we have a blather about all days, and, and we all, all have fun. As you said yourself, George, the Rangers fans loved you. You love playing for Rangers. How closely do you follow events at the club now? Well, I've got a wee app on my phone uh, telling me all the scores, of course. Television-wise, there is no uh, much footage, so I can't judge anybody of, uh, of the boys. But I see the results, and uh, hopefully it stays like this, that they're winning games, and it's going to be really competitive in Scotland again. I think that everybody needs over in Scotland to have a competitive uh, league again. And uh, hopefully my team will be on the top of the league at the end of the season Were you pleasantly surprised, George, to find a world-renowned name like Steven Gerrard Coming to Ibrox to be the Rangers manager? No, well, uh, I wasn't surprised Gerrard is, is a big name uh, And of course he's joining a, or joined a, a big, big club So uh, I think it wasn't easy for the first time But uh, you through the results you need to give him his due and I think he's doing an absolutely fantastic job what I can see from, from the uh, results and hopefully he continues to do this Take you a bit down memory lane George now that the, the career's over and you, you perhaps get a bit more time for reflection than you did when you're in the thick of it how, how do you reflect overall on, on your time at Rangers? Well I, to be honest when I sit down and I, and I think about the old days uh, we had a fantastic spell and, and, and I was glad to join Rangers when all the Scottish boys were still playing there before all the foreigners came then and, and we had a fantastic team then and when the foreigners joined uh, you know we can talk about Dick Advocat towards me and all the stuff but I can't take it away from him he put a fantastic team together he brought so much talent to Rangers but obviously you know there are two down, down things for me as well it really bothers me that we didn't get the 10 in a row and of course uh, that we didn't do anything in Europe with this team we had at this time so apart from this, uh, I would do everything again the same the way I did it. Yeah, that's it. it's interesting to hear you say that. Is that something that you know still rankles with you a bit? Still a bit of a regret that you, you couldn't get over the line with the ten? Of course, uh, that is uh, not a secret. If if you're so close in front of this and you, you don't achieve this, that bothers you. And if you're a professional football a football player, that bothers you even when when you played or when you stopped playing professional football. And of course, uh, that gets to me, to be honest, of course. Have you found the passion for football to be unrivaled in Glasgow? Did, did you find that to be the most passionate city you ever played in? Yeah. I think uh, the, the one of the most, uh, or the biggest experience for me, and the nicest experience was uh, the old firm. And I think every single football player in the world wants to play 
whole Swarm game because that's what it's all about. These games were the nicest games I played in. Apart from Europe, Europe of course, but the old Swarm, that is absolutely fantastic. And I need to say thanks to both sides to make these atmospheres for the football players on this pitch. It's absolutely fantastic. George, you'd be surprised to know it's freezing here. Bring a good coat. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I bring some stuff with me. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Thank you very much, George Alberts. Well, thanks for George. taking time out. And uh, everyone looks forward to seeing you in action at the SSE Hydro in Glasgow from the 4th to 6th of January. Perfect, thanks And Merry Christmas to all of you And to you Same George yourself, Same to you George Alberts On the phone Hugh That's going to be a good one isn't it The Star Sixes Like we say George Alberts He's playing for the rest of the world side uh, We've got the likes of uh, Barry Ferguson Charlie Miller uh, Rob Douglas is the goalie Lee McCulloch Mark Burchill Simon Donnelly Jackie McNamara um, And then if you're looking at the other teams as well Ryan Giggs is yeah. in the, What a career he had I bit. he's still it's, uh, it's fit and, and I'll tell you something about George I've been the manager and he's been in the Rangers legends. Honestly, he's still hitting the ball from 30 yards, you know, like a rocket yeah. in the back of the net. He's still got it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I when think it'll a, be goalkeepers beware, yeah. I'd imagine. When you're a hero in this city, you're a hero for life. If you're a hero at Celtic or Rangers, you're a hero for life. And also, this is a knowledgeable city when it comes to football and they will appreciate and rise to appreciate the, the star names from other countries when they get here. Yes, so if you fancy it, get yourself along The Star Six is Friday the 4th to Sunday the 6th of January Scotland's first game is Friday the 4th Up against the Republic of Ireland uh, I was speaking to James McFadden the other day Hugh, I mean, they're taking it seriously They're, oh, they're trying, they're so. trying to yeah. get But the yeah. ones who are not fit are trying to get fit Yeah. And the ones who already keep themselves in decent C- shape Can't are, believe uh, I wasn't asked you yeah. Well, I know, I think maybe no. I think you've just missed it by one or two years. Twenty five years. Say, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm glad you said it and not me. Oh one four right nine five one one oh two five on the phones. Uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Um let's see what we've got on there. Right, yeah, I think we've got uh, Nadim on the line. Nadim is a Rangers fan. Let's see if we can uh, speed that one on a little bit. It's been a bit slow tonight, Hugh Keevens. Friday yeah. night sometimes happens. There we are. Nadim's a Rangers fan in Livingston. What's your point tonight, Nadim? Hello guys, how you doing? Hi, indeed. Good, thanks. Hi. Um, the, point I, the point I was trying to make uh, that I was big to your producer there earlier on was, um, was that I know Stephen Diaz came out with some comments about needing better better players and obviously maybe getting some money in the transfer window to do that. But the point I was going to make was that he's had money, you know, he's spent money. Um, he, he chose to spend money on, on strikers and Sorry, on defenders rather than, than constant on strikers. So the point I'm trying to make is, I think it's a bit, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a Rangers fan and I think Steve Diaz has been brilliant, but I think it's a bit rich trying to blame this kind of transfer policy when he's the one that's just chosen to spend, you know, most of the money in the defence by four four defenders, you know, when it's clear when he needs strikers and probably better midfielders. Well, I don't think he's trying to blame anybody. What, what he wants, he's now, he's now had uh, half a season nearly half a season and he's looked at his team and he's looked at Celtic and he's looked at Hibs and Aberdeen and Hearts and he knows he probably knows he needs better players if he's going to put in a real challenge then he knows exactly what he needs he certainly needs another striker he knows that everybody knows that and he will he will get somebody whether he buys somebody or brings somebody up on loan who knows but I think he does need that and, and they're talking about Stephen Davis you know a midfielder Somebody six years, seven years ago was a fantastic player at Rangers. Thirty-three years of age now, playing now and again for Southampton. In fact, when the new manager came in, he brought him back into the side and made him captain. 
That's how much he likes Steve Davis. So somebody like so he knows he's needing something a bit special in mm. midfield to get the players going. Somebody that's been there, somebody that'll shout a lot, and somebody up front really that if if Morelis is not doing mm. it and Lafferty's not doing it. Then you've got a third choice Nadim Solanke and Davis Would be the sort of main names That we've heard banded about Yeah, yeah. So, Like the sound of those Any other suggestions? Uh, I mean I certainly I mean, Davis as, as Derek just said uh, You know when he was First at Rangers He was he was brilliant I thought he was a fantastic player One of the Rangers best players I think In a long time Midfield anyway But I don't know if he's Maybe a bit past And he's a bit older I don't know But I mean certainly the experience That he would bring Would be would be fantastic and maybe that's what's needed in the midfield. Solanke up front really excites me because I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player. He, he looks, I mean, he's young obviously, you know, and he's, he's not a huge amount of first team um, games, um, you know, but I, I think he'd be, he'd be he'd be a really, really good good signing for him. I mean, I think it would definitely probably be on loan, but I think it'd be a, a fantastic sign. I think, I mean, I know Derek, what Derek's saying there that, you know, he knows the players that he wants, but Derek, you know, but it's been clear from the start of the season that they'll need you know, more, more, better quality of striker. You know, Sadiq's not done well. You know, and and, and I don't know why that's been the case because I'm yeah. sure, you know, Gerard uh, uh, have looked at him and thought he's a decent player to bring him in in the first place, but he just looked a, a total fish out of water. You know, yeah. up yeah. here. So I just, I think, you know, it's, I just think that he's, I, I think he's played well, but I think, you know, I just think that you know, not saying that you know he's better players. Of course, he's better players, but. He, he chose to, to, to spend money on the, on the defence rather than... Yeah, right, yeah I, understand, I understand exactly where you're coming from. But remember, he's, he's brought in 15, 16 players. You're not, all, you're not going to get every one of them is going to play impossible. well. It's impossible. Like, any club that brings... Look at Manchester United. £180 million on Pogba and Sanchez. And Sanchez has hardly played and Pogba is hitting stick. You, know, you can have as much money as you like, it, but unless you can get players that are going to fit in your side... Then you're going to struggle Thank you to Nadim and Livingston We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Mick has been listening to you And he says Alberts has lost his Glasgow accent I thought he was still alright <laughs> no. Oh yeah When they said punters <laughs> that, that gave the game away I thought it was not too bad at all Right we've got a good full time teaser coming up Get your pen and paper ready if you need it If you're just going to store it in your head Then that's fine uh, And we're about to hear from Neil Lennon The Hibs manager as well That's all coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's time for Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson to tackle tonight's full-time teaser. We always start the question around about this time, 25 past 7, and we give them until the end of the show to come up with the answers. The great thing about this feature is that you provide the questions. So if you want to get involved in the future, send your questions over to fulltime at Clyde One. Dot com. That's full time at Clyde1.com. Hugh Keevens asked me during the break, how many names are we looking for? And I ignored you because yes. I just I just like to wait and, and, and reveal it all on air. So here we go. Tony Higgins has sent the question in tonight. Mm-hmm. You're looking for 12 British players who've played in a Champions League final since 2007 mm-hmm. but never scored. So you're looking for 12 British players who've played in a Champions League final since 2007 But they did not score in a Champions League final since 2007 Robertson Andy uh-huh. yep. yep Easy one to kick you off, the most recent of course Oh that silence is concerning I must say Because you've got 11 more to go we're taking time to digest can, this question I can see that uh, You can play along on Twitter as well If you want to throw some suggestions in I'm, I'm obviously not going to help them But i like to see if you can get them quicker than these two 
Let's be honest You probably will At Clyde SSB Send your, your answers in Sorry did you say played Yeah uh, so tw- 12 British players Who've played in a Champions right. League final Since 2007 So Like John Terry fairly, And have never scored Yeah John Terry He played in the final And he didn't score in the final So right. there we go John Terry Lampard He scored He scored Ah see you, At least you're on the right lines Who's though the other Brits in I mean, think what other, think what other clubs. Yeah, obviously, going to be big, on. big uh, English clubs mostly. Well, yeah, they're yeah. all big English clubs. Gary Neville, not since oh seven. We'll get back to you on that one. Okay, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Uh, Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB Let's hear from Neil Lennon, shall we? Because he's been speaking today He's not been doing a lot of media stuff recently mm. um, He's been taking a bit of a back seat Gary Parker has been dealing with it um, But he, he's been saying that Lee Griffiths, Hugh Keevans yeah. Will feel better if he talks about his issues And follows professional advice The Hibs boss has actually offered to speak to Griffiths as well To help him through these off-field issues And he says uh, he's sure that with the support He will come through the other end I think there's far more uh, platforms in place now. I, sometimes it it builds and builds and builds in an individual, and then they sort of tip over the edge, and this needs support. You know, at the end of the day, he's a human being. Uh, we all have issues, and unfortunately for for Lee, his is, is sort of played out in the public eye, and. Um, we we all want him to make a speedy recovery. I don't know what the issue is, and I don't know what the problems he is he's having. But um, he'll come through it, you know, with the support. And he needs to obviously talk about it and, and deal with it as quickly as possible. And of course, the sides meet on Sunday. Neil Lennon's a former Celtic manager. Lee yeah. Griffiths is a Hibs favourite, and, and all the rest of it. This is a a serious, a sad, and a complex issue. And what Lee Griffiths needs at this particular time To start off with Is the kind of affection that was shown to him By the Celtic supporters last night By the chanting of his name By the banner which said It's okay not to be okay Uh, And that was highly encouraging On the part of the Celtic supporters Neil Lennon also knows better than most That you need that network of support And you need professional help It's not enough It's not a physical problem You can't go to the physio And you'll make it better And that's why it's complex But in today's football world A club like Celtic Will seek out professional help for Lee Griffiths They will not rush him back in any way Even though he is an important player for them And has been for years Their first concern will be for Lee Griffiths as a human being And uh, we can only say Let him go on with his treatment Let the network of support surround him The supporters will continue to make their Feelings known on the subject Their affection for Lee Griffiths And when and only when He is ready to return He will return and resume his career And in the meantime we wish you well, Lee. Mm. Uh, let's hear from Neil Lennon on the game itself on Sunday. 
Well, we're a little bit better in terms of numbers, and it's a formidable task. So we know how difficult the, the prospect of playing them on Sunday is, but um, we had a great win last week and much needed win. And now we're really looking forward to playing Celtic and obviously Rangers off the back of that. I think we're one of the teams that like to have a go at Celtic. With the players I've got, I don't think that's going to change for Sunday. But um, Celtic were excellent against us at Celtic Park in the first half. And, you know, it could have been more than 2-0 at half-time. So we have to be very mindful of that. But we know we're capable of, you know, causing problems at the other end. We've clearly covered Celtic a lot tonight, Hugh. Mm. Look at this one from a Hibs perspective. Well... How much do they take from their first win at Hamilton Ackies, their first win on the road for two months? Uh, they've come out of, a, or they hope, they've come out of a long spell in the doldrums. Uh, Neil himself uh, is looking and sounding more optimistic. Uh, and they will take a lift from the arrival of Celtic. What then has to be established is how much is Thursday night taken out of Celtic? They had a game of chasing Rather than being the chased uh, And they've also suffered Injury to Michael Lustig And to Ryan Christie Which breaks up This recent team That had the fans Being Tremendously impressed with the style of play That, that resulted in mm. five goals Against Kilmarnock last weekend So it's back to the drawing board For Brendan Rodgers In terms of team selection the problem, From a Hibs perspective yeah. Derek they're obviously not enjoying a, no. a good run at all at the moment no. um, He's frustrated Signs there of course That they could get back But they've got about five or six players Out injured as well You know which He's not got the biggest squad in the world He's had a few kids He's had to throw in there as well So you know, you're always going to get inconsistencies when you're throwing youngsters mm. in. But you're right. When Celtic come calling, it's a full house. Players all of a sudden, you know, react to that. And Neil will be looking forward yep. to that too. Because the last time they played, you can remember playing them last season. They played great Celtic games, off the yeah, park because they, they got in and about Celtic. You know, they, they, they closed them down, never allowed them to play. And they got their victory. But they had good players then, didn't they? Three or four of these mm. players that played there are all gone now. So he's hoping that his team get a lift because it is Celtic are coming. Just let turn. me clear up a couple of things on the teaser. So we're looking for 12 British players who've played in a Champions League final since 2007, but they've never scored in any Champions League final. They've never scored in a Champions League final. Um, I think Tony Higgins, who sent in the question, may have missed out Jamie Carragher. So let's just yeah. add that to the list. Uh, you would have got that anyway, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he played... Um, out, uh, in 2007 James Milner? Nope I take it the Rangers manager's in there? No because he scored Oh so he did So he's he scored a cracking goal They have to have played in a Champions League final since 07 But they've never scored in a Champions League final Right, right, they haven't scored So I take it, what about the Man United crew? Yep, yeah, that would be a good place Giggs, to start Beckham, Skulls Skulls Giggs and Skulls are in there, yeah. Giggs and Skulls. What about the, the, the young fullback for Liverpool, Trent Alexander? Trent Arnold. Trent Arnold. Uh, no, he, actually. He played, did he not play in the final? He's not on Tony Higgins' list. That's the beauty of it. You just, you just blame whoever sent the question. I thought, he, I thought he did play in that, no? Or is it just me? No, maybe you're right. Not on Tony's sure. list anyway. I was sure Milner had played in it, but then the, there you are. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think Tony's. Done us. I think he's. Right, we'll just forget this one. We'll forget this one. <laughs> We're looking for 54 players <laughs> who've played in the Champions League final since 2007. Let's speak to Charlie and Airdrie. Hi, Charlie. How are you doing, Gordon? Yeah, good, thanks. What's on your mind tonight? 
Well, <clears throat> I go to the games, all the home games, the Rangers games, and um, this first part of the season, my opinion of Rangers is, um, I, I can only say three players, right? And the ironic thing is, two of the players were Coutinho's players, Morelis and Candias. Candias was um, suspended, couldn't play last night. I believe he would be around the park, maybe the chance of getting a goal, of making a goal or getting a goal. And the other player, the only one player that I'm impressed with Gerard bringing in is McGregor. See the rest of them. The rest of them, they're, they're no up to it. Uh, you sit there and you watch it. And, and, it, and um, the guy was talking about Tavernier. Tavernier's need to get dropped, right? Because Tavernier knows every time a Rangers game comes along, he gets a game. He's need to get dropped and maybe waking his ideas up a bit. Uh, but all I can see is the Rimlands, Kachinia, uh, two players that he left behind, and and bringing in McGregor, and none of the rest of them bought my boat. So you you don't you don't like Middleton or Kent, the two young wingers? No, no. Well, that's, Middleton. That's well, I've watched I've watched Middleton all of it. Twelve foot up in Middleton, where I sat, right? I watch him, and he he gets a ball, he hits a bike the way. At the beginning, he was a tank player. But now he's hitting the ball back the way now. I'm shouting, I'm shouting, I'm take him on, take him on. And what he does, he cuts it back the way. He could do more, but he should just frighten him and he's run right, right at him. But he doesn't do it now. He's, a, he's, a, yeah. he's 18 years of age and, he, and he's getting a chance at Rangers. And, and I think you're right, he started off really well. He, the reason that he's not able to run at people now is because fullbacks know exactly what to do with them because they, they get right on the top of them. So whenever he gets a ball, the fullbacks on him, so he's not got a chance to turn and run at people. That's why he's got to play it back or play it square. Mm. Teams are beginning to to find out how Rangers play and they're closing them down quickly. Maybe that's the reason that Rangers are not playing to the same standards they did earlier in the season. Well, my opinion, as I say, um, I, I, I don't think we'll see after. Uh, Hugh's talking about us playing at uh, Harlow, right? I'll be going to that game. And see, I'm going to that game, and I- I'm looking if we win that game, we'll come out with a draw. Because uh, everybody's, they're nearly fair to us, right? Because Dundee got a draw with us. Ten men, you know what I mean? So, I'll just look at that and say to yourself, well, they got a draw with them, ten men, we've got a chance, you know? It might just be that Dundee deserved to get yeah. the draw, you know, Charlie. I mean, the, the, football's not that simple, you know. It, it's uh, Dundee with their ten men regrouped, played well, and deserved their draw. Well, bottom of the league, I'm going to get a break here. Ah, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't necessarily follow that because you're in, in the. I mean, for example, Celtic going for eight in a row uh, have already lost points to to Motherwell and St Mirren. You know, bottom six clubs. You know, I'm sure they they look back on that with a sense of frustration, but they didn't do well enough, and sometimes that's what happens. The Celtic come and pick, pick themselves up again. Rangers stutter and stutter all through games. Uh, and my opinion is, Rangers. I mean, I think I was another support in the way I'm talking, but I just see how it is, and I think the Rangers, Rangers are lucky to get another Dana starting to play now, right? If I had a wee slip up there, it's against St. Johnson. They'll start to playing again. And I can see them creeping up the table. And I can see us falling back down again. Back down for second. Maybe third, even fourth. Because the command's playing well. Because the players are no there. The players aren't there to do the job. At the end of the day. 
And you'll not be able to turn it around in January. You might be able to bring a couple in, right? But you'll never be able to turn it around. And the ones he's brought in, as I say, I don't float my vote at all. And the only two that's left, the Coutinho's, uh, his two players, and McGregor. Mm. I'm the exact same as the other guy. I would make McGregor captain, you know, because I've watched him. He's right on deck, he's, he's way up into, the, into their half, shouting and bowling at him, you know what I mean? In the tavern, you're supposed to be doing that. But he does, he does, he just, he just walks Charlie, Charlie, you're a hard man to please, Charlie, being a Rangers fan. Thank you to Charlie. You're a hard man. Thank you to Charlie and Airdrie. Tony Higgins has had an absolute mare on this teaser. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. An absolute well, for, I've forgotten mare. all about it now. That's it. Finished. <laughs> Let's make it easier. Let's rip up last season's final. Forget that. Because there's numerous players that played. Yeah. It wasn't just Andy Robertson, there was Alexander Arnold, Milner, Milner, Henderson, yeah. Lalana. Let's rip, forget last year's. Let's discard that. So, twelve. Let, let's let's go again, shall we? Thirteen British players who've played in a oh, Champions League final. How many can you do that? Twenty minutes. Well, you've already eight. got some of them. Doesn't matter. It's the same answers. You can't, change, you can't change the question. It's the same answers. No, it's not because we're not getting the good ones that we know. Like what? <laughs> like all of them you mentioned there. But they were never in it to begin with. That's the point. Why? Because the question was wrong. So you're still looking for the same people that you've been looking for all along. How was the question wrong? They played in the final and oh, didn't score. You just don't confuse things anymore, right? We're looking for 12 <laughs> British players, 13, sorry, who've played in a Champions League final between 2007 uh-huh. and 2016 and have never scored in it. So well, all you're doing is taking out last year's final. It shouldn't yeah. be that difficult. I'm sure you two can handle well, it. I was thinking about it right up to date. No. Right, right so Terry, got, Terry's Terry. good. You've got Terry, you've got Giggs, you've got. Scholes, Scholes. Yeah, Scholes. I mean, we didn't say we were taking out Robertson. Yeah, yeah. Take him out. So what about other Man United ones? You've got a few to get and you've got a few more. Um... Probably the worst teaser ever really, isn't it? When you that think is. about it. That's fine. Johnny Evans? Nope. Right area of the field though. Who would have been playing for Man United in that area of the field? British. Obvious one. Fletcher? No. no. Johnny Evans? Centre back? Steve? He's got a brother who came up here not too long ago. Ferdinand Yes Rio Ferdinand Alright We'll leave that there We'll come back to it Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just about to kick off, Hugh Between Livingston and Hearts Yeah uh, It's a big game For both uh, I just think that Livingston have been a revelation this season. Uh, started poorly, changed the manager, Kenny Miller, it wasn't for him. Uh, but under Gary Holt, they have regrouped, they have had some tremendous results. I just think that on their own pitch, where they seem more than content, they could give Hearts a lot of bother tonight. You've got it wrong, Hugh. St Johnston went there and beat them quite comfortably because they played their own game, got in about them and scored the goals. Hearts will do the same tonight, 2-1. Rangers <sighs> drew there and Celtic lost there. Uh, other way around. around. Yes, Celtic Before you there. cause an outcry yes. on Twitter. Uh, Tony Higgins is off my Christmas card list. Is he? Uh, yeah, the teaser tonight. Wow. Holes all over the place. But I think we've, we've just about squared it up. Just. All right then. So we're looking for British players who've played in a Champions League final since 2007 but they've never scored in a Champions League final and we're just magically discounting the most recent one. Ashley Cole. Because it's easier. Yes, Ashley Cole. And the big 
gentle giant himself The man that can clean the windows of a jumbo jet without a ladder Peter Crouch <laughs> Peter Crouch, yeah, he came on for Liverpool Remember they won Istanbul yeah. and then they got to another final Soon after and lost that one to AC Milan uh, So Ryan Giggs, Peter Crouch, John Terry, Paul Scholes, Rio Ferdinand, Ashley Cole uh, and Jamie Carragher so far Peter Crouch So you're looking right. for On this I mean, on this ever-growing list We're looking for One, two, three, four Five more Five more Five, six seven. Missing a couple from that Man United team You've given me the likes of Giggs You've given Scholes You've given else? Ferdinand Michael Carrick The old fella's on form tonight Michael Carrick There's also a really difficult one in that team A really, really difficult one Uh, A couple of difficult ones from the other games that you've mentioned as well So still looking for another four Um, Alright, let's hear from Oren Kearney That sound okay to you Head of the weekend, Hugh Keevans, Derek Johnson Let's do it Yes, it's something we've spoke about in great depth. And I think that's probably where our boys are at a slight disadvantage, where I think if you look at the likes of, say, even Dundee, Hamilton, Motherwell teams even in and around us, they've all been in this league and scrapping for their lives for four, five, six years in a row and, and probably have players who are used to scrapping and used to seeing out games. And I think the day Hamilton beating us out here, it showed it for me on that day. You know, They were that bit more streetwise and they had that, I suppose, guile that you want um, to manage a game and see a game out. And it's something we're striving for at this point in time, I thought, we did show it against Hearts and we were smart in the final stages of the game in seeing that one out, but we've been sporadic in how we're doing it. You know, the, the Hamilton game wasn't wasn't good enough. Um Hibs, you know, we we were ahead twice and two good opportunities, but again, we didn't go and see that out in the manner that you would want to see it out and then last Saturday again was disappointing. So we we we've 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 seen it in flashes and then in other flashes we, we haven't got it and I, and I think that's been the frustrating aspect. We were very poor last weekend against Livingston, goal up and three one yeah. losers. You don't know what's happening from week to week But they are now symbolically Bottom of the league Dundee Went over the top of them By virtue of getting that draw with Rangers So the pressure's on St Mirren You're the bottom club Until such times as you're no longer the bottom club The pressure is always with you And Aberdeen will feel better about themselves Having get out of jail against Livy You know what what, Hugh They're a decent side certainly See when they're on their game They're a good side to watch. I mean, against Celtic, they defended well and done the, the right things and everybody praised them. Well done, great point away, you know, at home against Celtic. And then they go out, you're right, last week I watched it, they're one nothing up and really never kicked a ball after yeah. that. Livingston thoroughly deserved their victory. Uh, I mean, and that's the whole point, Hugh. We talk about big games every week at, at all sections of the table as well. Well, you know, Dundee at Kilmarnock, where Kilmarnock could go top if... All goes well But Dundee It's taken Jim McIntyre a while To Assess his squad Find his feet uh, And now It's starting to come together And They have The evergreen Kenny Miller If that's the appropriate choice of phrase For Kenny Miller <laughs> The evergreen Kenny Miller And he Is doing a tremendous job Scoring goals uh, So Kilmarnock will need to be Aware of him But, but the, the fight was there last week though Hugh. They're down to 10 men You know for a, a good majority of the game And they battled at the back They defended really well That's one thing they're going to have to do tomorrow 
And I think if, if Jim McIntyre comes away with a nil-nil and probably the worst game in the world, he'll yeah. take that all day long to get a point. And just before we speak to John and Cope Bridge, uh, St Johnson, the mother will playing Hugh. Mother will have been the, the, the real mixed bag recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up against a St Johnson side who haven't lost a game since the 7th of October yeah. when they were hammered by Celtic. Yeah. They have been incredible Impressed with them since then. Aberdeen. Six wins yeah. and yeah. two draws yeah. since yeah. then. On the night that Celtic took them apart in October... You thought to yourself, maybe this is the, the watershed moment for Tommy Wright. Maybe he's been there too long. Maybe the players are failing to respond to him anymore. Well, how misdirected yeah. was that kind of thinking? So they, for me, start the overwhelming favourites against mm. Motherwell. Let's speak to John and Coat Bridge. What's your point, John? Hi, guys. Before I make my main point, Gordon, see, talk about the draw... I would love to get one of the teams that qualified out of Rangers' group because, as I said a couple of weeks ago to Big Derek, I've already had the worst Spanish team I've ever seen. And obviously we've got unfinished business here with Rapid Vienna. I was actually, <laughs> last night when I watched them playing, all kind of said, I was, even though I didn't want Rangers to go through, it, it sticks in my mind what happened all the years back, right? But anyway, that's another day. But my main point is, I tried to get through it all night and I made a point, obviously, we're a bit, a bit short and centre halves and that. Oh. There's a young boy for Everton, he's due to go out and loan, they're willing to let him go, called Mason Holgate. He was in the team at the start of the season, I think the boy for Barcelona, Mina came in or something, oh. on loan. And this young boy is a tremendous player, man, and they're willing to let him go out and loan. So I think, I think it'd be in our price range for the six months and it would do him as good as well as us. Uh, what do you think of that, Hugh? Well, you know, Celtic had a very disappointing transfer window the last time and uh, Brendan Rodgers made his feelings known on the subject and I think Celtic because several players have gone out since then and for long term reasons uh, Celtic really need a good window in January now it would be remiss of me to tell Brendan Rodgers who to go and get because Brendan Rodgers knows full well Imagine uh, Hugh Keevans as head of recruitment Yeah mm, Yeah, yeah well, Celtic You know Brendan From his time in the city of Liverpool uh, Will be aware of what's going on at Everton as well So if the young man is on his mind Then Celtic mm. will go there But I think the point you make is a good one for this reason As I say Benkovic will go back to Leicester City At the end of the season We don't know if Boyata will see out The January transfer window as a Celtic player Uh Celtic really need to be careful where that area of the park is concerned. Uh, Christopher Ayer is still a work in progress. Uh, so that area of the team is one that has to be looked at. And Celtic need a dominant uh, centre-back as Livingston hit the post and try very hard yeah, to... Big, big chance for Ryan Hardy, did Well, it? we're on about Rangers and centre-forwards. That's a young lad that's been out for the last couple of years. He's just come in there with his left foot and it's hit the inside of the post and came back into the keeper's arms in the, the third mm. minute there. What a chance. Final word to you, John. Make it quite quick if you can. Uh, Derek, do you know I think uh, Rangers missed a trick with that group, really? Although I know they've done a bit better, right, obviously, this season, right? Yeah. With the previous seasons, but I think they missed a trick. Yeah. Because it wasn't the best group, big man, all kidding aside. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I think the manager will think that as well. But, you know, as I keep saying, from 12 months ago, you know, they've, they've come on leaps and bounds. But you're right, there was a real chance there to qualify and, and they have missed that trick. Hugh yeah. Keevans, are you going for unfinished business between Rapid Vienna and Celtic? Oh, well, I remember it so well. You know, but Davy Hay was the manager then. So we're talking about mid-80s and uh, it was something that uh, stuck in the throats of the Celtic supporters and the club uh, when they had to play 
uh, a game at Old Trafford and that too ended in all sorts of controversy. So if there is bad blood, it's 30-year-old bad blood now. <laughs> uh, but in this city... Oh, we don't forgive. Oh no, we don't forgive. Never forgive. Absolutely not. Thank you to John in Coatbridge, still goalless. Seven and a half minutes gone. Livingston and Hearts. Started really well. Uh, Livy have started really well. Ryan Hardy hitting the post. Right onto the teaser was a bit of a dog's dinner. I think we've got there in the end. To be honest, we're looking for twelve players who played in the Champions League final since two thousand and seven, but have never scored in a Champions League final, and we're discounting. The most recent one So we've got Ryan Giggs Peter Crouch uh, John Terry Paul Scholes Michael Carrick Rio Ferdinand Ashley Cole And Jamie Carragher Yeah I gave you Ashley Cole Is Joe Cole there? Yes he Joe is Cole, well done. Are you just going for like Name association Just going for Is Nat King Cole there? <laughs> uh, moving on What about bag of? <laughs> right you've got You're missing one From the Man United midfield So you, you got Michael Carrick This one's tough You're going to forget About this yeah, guy yeah. No offence but You've got the three, the, the the three toughies His first name begins with O And you don't get them too oh. often And bear in mind he is British Owen Hargreaves Oh there we oh, go hey. Derek Johnson Owen Hargreaves And the two most difficult ones By a mile A winger for Liverpool He's had quite a checkered career I think um, I'm sure even recently off the field he, he appeared on something Ridiculous like the Jeremy Kyle show um, Yeah like I say He's, he's a bit of a colourful record off the field. He went and played in Spain. There was even a, there was a, a brief involvement with Hibs up here in terms of trying to make something happen. And we've got oh, Hearts have hit the post. Well, I just tell you this one. Yes, yeah. Jermaine Pennant. Oh, nah, I wouldn't have gone that one. That's, that's and the hardest of the lot. You'll never get this. Just initials. Give me it. He was pitched in almost out of nowhere by Chelsea, and you 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 have forgotten it. He's still playing though. Initials are RB. No one expected him to play in the final And he came from nowhere and played No Ryan Bertrand Thank you Hugh and Derek We are back tomorrow at 2 o'clock And stay where you are Because GBX Friday is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's